welcome to episode one of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here for our inaugural podcast where we will be diving into 21st century parenting issues. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. I'm super pumped about this podcast and getting into some of the deeper issues that parents who are raising kids in today's world are facing. I mentioned in my intro that parents today are in completely uncharted territory. Conventional wisdom does not hold a candle to the complexity of raising children in the information age. There's just so much stuff out there. It's impossible to wade through it all. The mom groups, the opinions, the articles, the unsolicited advice, the Google searches. There's information everywhere. And as soon as you read one article and think you've got parenting figured out, another article comes down the pipe and now you think you're ruining your kid. It's too much. So instead of getting bogged down in all of the information that's floating around out there, my goal is for you as a parent to feel empowered to make the best parenting decisions you see fit for your kids and your family and make those decisions with confidence. Even if those decisions look different from the family down the street or they make your in-laws mad or are the opposite of your experience growing up. Because here's the thing, no one, I mean no one, knows your child better than you do. As the parent, you are the only one who knows the genetic factors that have gone into creating your brand new human. You know the environment they are in and will continue to be raised in. You know who and how your child is going to be influenced. And you know the subtleties that go into how your child will react to his or her environment. This is completely true too if you have adopted your child or you're a family member that is now raising someone else's child. You know the unique situations that have brought your beautiful child into your life, and you know the environment you have brought them into. No one is more capable of deciding how to approach anything when it comes to your child other than you. And because every single family situation is unique, there is not, nor will there ever be, a one-size-fits-all approach to anything related to parenting. But there are ways to simplify how we make the difficult decisions, no matter how big or how small they may seem. And speaking of parenting decisions, I have some really fascinating topics lined up for you all. And some are on simple surface level issues, while others are designed to really get into the weeds of the how and the why of what we do and the choices we make as parents. But what I'm most excited about is hearing from you, the listeners. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback, your questions, and any topics you might want to learn more about. Right off the bat, I just want to say, hats off to you, listener, for tuning in. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. It can be exhausting and exhilarating all in the same moment. But you have chosen to use your precious time to listen in, hopefully learn something new, think about how you parent in new ways, and hopefully grow and develop and continually strive to become a better parent today than you were the day before. I am most certainly not the perfect parent. I know I screw up daily, but I am dedicated to always working on bettering myself for the sake of my kids, my marriage, and my own personal development. Listen, it's important to know it is never too late to make changes in the way you parent. In fact, regularly looking at how you parent and making course corrections as your children get older and grow themselves is just a part of the deal. Just imagine, you are on a boat and you have just set sail off the coast of Morocco. You know that you want to go to America and you need to head west-ish. So off you go into the vast Atlantic heading west. 
After a while, you realize you are indeed headed toward America, but it turns out it's South America. You decided that's not quite right. Where you really want to go is North America. So you make a course correction from a Southwest course to a Northwest course and find out that you will be happier with your destination. Sure, you could have stayed on your original course and you still would have gotten to a place that was generally within your hopes and desires, but because you changed course, you ended up where you really wanted to go after all. So it goes with parenting. Regular check-ins and course corrections can get you to a happier destination. So here we are, ready to dive into our first topic. And spoiler alert, I can just about guarantee I will be referencing what we talk about in this podcast in all future podcasts. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the foundation of all things related to parenting. Every decision you make from this point forward as an anti-reactive parent. I am here to talk about having a defined set of values. Woo, okay, sound boring and lame. Guess what? It's really not. Value-based parenting can make things so much easier from getting through your end-of-the-day routine to deciding where your kids should go to school. I'm talking all decisions, big and small. So let's talk about this. What are values? From the Cambridge Dictionary, values are the principles that help you decide what is right and wrong and how to act in various situations. In preparation for this podcast, I was talking about this idea of values and being raised with values or not being raised with values with a fellow mom friend of mine. I was raised in a house that had very clear values. I can't say that many of them were very explicit, but growing up, it was very clear to me what things were important to my parents and where their expectations lied. I could pretty much predict how they would react in any given situation. I knew how much trouble I would be in or not be in for certain things, and I knew what brought them joy and pride. However, if you had asked me as a child what were the things my family valued, I would have had no idea how to answer that. These things weren't really discussed a whole lot, but they drove the undercurrent of the culture of our family, and I could certainly sense it. Now, my friend, when she became a mom, she realized that she was raised in a completely different experience. Now, don't get me wrong, her family definitely has values and a handful of absolutes from when she was growing up, but she was raised in a family where many of those values were shifting. What was important one day wasn't necessarily important the next day, or what was important when my friend was, say, 13 years old was not so important when her younger sister was 13. So when we both became pregnant and we were starting our families and we were figuring out who we were as parents, her background was one of being much more tossed in the wind, so to speak. Values and expectations weren't necessarily nailed down for her, which sort of led to a feeling of not being quite as grounded. Whereas I felt very grounded and secure growing up, knowing exactly what to expect and how to carry those lessons and values with me into adulthood. And that can have a huge impact on how secure we feel and our confidence and how we are able to perform and act in the world, knowing what to expect. And it all begins at home. So I'm sure you can think of examples across the spectrum of this. I mean, think back to high school. I'm sure we all knew that kid whose parents let him do, let him or her do whatever they wanted. I mean, no rules, just did whatever. Then there was the kid whose parents expected straight A's, hard curfew at 9 p.m. and not a minute later, wasn't allowed to go out until homework was done, etc. 
values differ across cultures, locations, and individual families. So why are they so important? Let's go back to that original definition of what values are. Principles that help you decide what is right and wrong and how to act in various situations. This is absolutely key when it comes to parenting. Having a defined set of principles that help not only your child know what is right and wrong and how to act, but that also help you know what is right and wrong and how to act. Once you have defined your values, defined your principles, decision-making gets a whole lot easier. All you have to do is defer to them. Big things are little things. The decision is already made. Hear me out on this. Let's say a value in your family is cooperation. So let's say it's really important to you that family helps out family. We all work together to get the job done and we take care of each other. So little decisions. It's the end of the day and it's time to pick up toys. Who does it? Well, we all do. It doesn't matter who made the mess. We all work together to clean it up so we can sit down and eat dinner together. That's what we do and everyone is expected to help out. No one is allowed to sit out and not do their part. I'll help you with your mess and it is understood that whenever I need help with something, you'll be there to help me because we work together. So now we're faced with a big decision in this example. Junior is 16 and wants a car. He has some money saved up, but it's not enough and has asked mom and dad if they would help him get a nice set of wheels. So mom and dad consider this request from multiple angles, all through the lens of their value of cooperation. Because they are a family where everyone helps each other out, they are okay with helping Junior with the funds since he has a fair amount to contribute himself but under the stipulation that Junior uses his car to help out the rest of the family whenever it's needed. Junior will still have to help with taking his little sister to dance lessons or running packages to the post office or stopping for a gallon of milk on his way home from school. Mom and dad will help Junior get his car because Junior driving his own car means the entire family will benefit through cooperation. Now, let's flip this value on its head. Maybe your family doesn't value cooperation. Maybe your family believes independence is a value and it's important for people to first try and help themselves and then maybe consider helping others if it doesn't impose on independence. So let's look at those same two decisions. It's the end of the day and it's time to pick up toys. Who does it? Well, that would be the person who made the mess. You make the mess. You are expected to pick it up all by yourself. You need to help yourself and not expect others to do it for you. The rest of us will be eating dinner and you can join us when you're done cleaning. Don't worry about your brother. He's cleaning up his own mess too. Okay, now let's look at the big decision. Junior wants a car and has saved some money, but it's not enough. If our family value is independence, do you think mom and dad will help Junior get the car? Probably not. It may be really important to me that Junior understand the value of the nice things in life and not have them handed to him. I may want him to learn that if he wants something, he needs to figure out how to earn it himself. But once he does, no one better tell him to take his little sister to dance. He figured out how to get around by himself so she can too. Need a gallon of milk picked up this afternoon? Junior may stop and get it if it benefits him, but probably won't happily stop if it's for someone else's benefit. But you can also bet that if he runs out of gas and is stranded somewhere, he will use the resources he has before he even 
thinks about calling mom and dad to help because he already knows that in his family, we take care of things ourselves first and we only ask for help when we're desperate. Is one scenario better than another? Well, it depends on what you value. It depends on your culture, how you were raised, what type of person you want your child to be when they become a functioning member of society. What is important to you? I would encourage you to take the time to really think about what are the non-negotiables in your family? What are the absolutes? How do you want your children to decide what is right and what is wrong? How do you want them to act? Okay, now it's not just about your kids. What are the absolutes in how you think you should act towards your children and towards the people your children watch you interface with? Because you know they are watching everything you do. They don't care half as much about what you say as much as they care about what you do. So what do you value? I mentioned cooperation and independence. Maybe it's important in your family that you are a person of your word. So that should shine through in how your kids talk to you and how you talk to your kids and how you talk to others, especially when your kids are watching, if you are truly going to implement this as a value. No white lies at the front office when you drop your kid off at school a few minutes late. No lying about where all the cookies went when they knew the jar was still half full when they went to bed the night before. It means keeping your word when you tell your children that you'll help them with that school project they're working on or that you'll watch them jump on one foot after you finish paying the bills or that you'll take them fishing on Saturday even you don't want to because you know it will be a disaster. It also means you'll be keeping your child accountable when they say they will do something. You told me you were going to clean up your room before you met with your friends. I see your room is not clean, so I guess you're not going to go see your friends. Or, I know you're a person of your word, so yes, you may go study at your girlfriend's house after school because you told me her parents are going to be home. And I trust that if they are not home, you'll come to our house instead. Again, different families have different values. There is no set of universal values all families should have. Each family is influenced by their own unique factors. But when a family establishes an unwavering set of principles, expectations are made clear, arguments lose their fuel, and hard decisions become a lot easier when you have values to fall back on and guide your choices. So here's your anti-reactive parenting challenge to get you thinking about how to parent with purpose. Think about and make a list of your values. If you've never given any thought to your values, it can be hard to get started. Some things you might consider to get the ball rolling might be, how do I want my child to treat other people? How do I want them to treat their friends? Other adults? How do I want to treat my child and how do I want my child to treat me? What are the life lessons I want my child to have instilled in them when they leave the house and go out on their own? What do I want my child to think about when they're making their own choices and I'm not there? What is really important to me when it comes to running our household? How do I want my child to deal with conflict with friends? How should we deal with conflict within our family? You probably already have some underlying values that help you run your household, even if you aren't explicitly aware of them. So take the time to nail down and articulate what your values are. Additionally, I want to challenge your parenting partner to do the same thing. I recommend each of you doing this separately and then coming together to discuss. See where you overlap and where you don't. It might take some time over a couple of days or weeks, but hash out your similarities and differences and get on the same page. 
It's so important to approach this together as a team. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening. And as always, I want to hear from you. What are you teaching your kids when it comes to what is right, what is wrong, and how to act in various situations? I'd love to answer any questions you have too. So leave me a comment on my Instagram or Facebook pages, Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and think others would too, please leave a review to help this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive. Mm-hmm.